At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circa Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Hit us all up on the network at Beeson Live. Week one of the NFL preseason is underway. We had a doubleheader. Well, two games at the same time, really. Not really a doubleheader. On Thursday evening, the New York Giants and the New England Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens and Tennessee Titans. For the Giants, we got a look at Daniel Jones in this Brian Dayball offense. And for Brian Dayball during practices all throughout this past couple of weeks, he didn't want to show anything. He was very upset that footage footage of his practices, and specifically of Daniel Jones not looking good, started circulating on the internet. So they banned all media members and fans, even though it's hard to stop the fans, but they banned everyone from recording 11-on-11 drills. He didn't want anything to leak out there. And I took that as thinking, when it comes to this preseason, they're not going to show much. And it's not like, I don't think they really showed anything. It's not like we saw a lot of creativity or any type of plays, but we did see Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley get some time here. Daniel Jones looked all right and, you know, was able to... um, March his way down the field, and if not for a drop pass by Kenny Galladay, might have gotten his team into the end zone. He finishes 6 of 10 passing for 69 yards, and he did run the football one time for 6 yards. As for Saquon Barkley, he got 4 carries for 13 yards. Tyrod Taylor then took over and looked pretty good. And... Tyrod Taylor is a guy who I think in his mind, he feels he should be a starter. And in a lot of people's minds around, not around the league, but maybe from the fan base with Daniel Jones and his fifth year option not being picked up. And this is kind of a prove it season for him. The fact that he had struggled early on here in training camp I think there was a strong sense amongst the fan base that Tyrod Taylor 
should be the guy. That he's a veteran that can run this offense, that is more equipped to lead this team to wins. But I think Daniel Jones kind of quieted that for a little while. But Taylor looked good. 13 of 21 passing, 129 yards, and a touchdown. No interceptions. He had one carry for two yards. That's about it. And the Giants uh, held off the Patriots 23-21, the final score in this one. They get the last second field goal from Graham Gano to get the victory. Uh, for the Patriots, we didn't see anybody. Um, Brian Hoyer played first, 5 of 8 passing for 59 yards and a touchdown. And then Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky uh, took over, 19 of 32 passing, 205 yards a touchdown, and an interception. The most interesting part of this game for the New England Patriots was how their offensive play calling was distributed. When Brian Hoyer started the game, Matt Patricia called the plays. When Bailey Zappi took over, Joe Judge called the plays. Remember, Bill Belichick has yet to uh, announce, or he's not going to announce, an offensive coordinator or a defense coordinator, but we all know Belichick's really a defense coordinator, but he's not announcing anything, and instead, it's a collaborative effort. And so when asked about his play calling, uh, Belichick said, quote, don't worry about that, we'll work it out. Uh, When asked about how it was switching between the two coaches calling the plays, Belichick said, quote, I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to do that. We're going through a process, end quote. So the Giants get the victory 23-21. The game goes over, and the Giants do not cover the spread as they were a field goal favorite in this game. In the second game that also was played here on Thursday, it was all about the Baltimore Ravens and their 20-game preseason win streak, right? And the 18-2 and number against the spread in those 20 games. Well, early on, it looked like this might come to an end because to the surprise of many, Malik Willis got the start for the Tennessee Titans. Now, I was on the Titans in this game plus three and a half. The reason being, and I talked about this last night, I thought Malik Willis would play the second half. And I figured going up against the third and fourth stringers and practice squad players for the Baltimore Ravens in the second half of this game, Malik Willis would shine. And that's where I felt that regardless of what the score was, the Titans might outscore the Ravens in the second half and we could get a backdoor cover or maybe a Titans outright win. But that was my handicap. Because if you look at the Titans' depth chart, and from everything that we've been hearing from Titans' training camp, it's Logan Woodside as the number two and Malik Willis the number three. Well, Mike Vrabel flipped the script on us. Malik Willis got the start in this game and played the entire first half and then into the third quarter. He went 6 of 11 passing for 107 yards. He also rushed the ball five times for 38 yards, including a touchdown run, which showed a little a little grit, a seven-yard scramble for a touchdown. 
At that point, game's tied 7-7. Titans take a 10-7 lead. And I thought at at worst, this was going into the half as a 10-10 game. The Ravens were able to get a touchdown. Tyler Huntley connected with Shamar Bridges for a 14-yard touchdown pass with 35 seconds left in the first half. And it was 14-10 Ravens in the first half. And then Logan Woodside took over for the Titans. And that was all she wrote. He threw two interceptions. And the Ravens go on to win 23-10. They added three field goals in the second half. So the second half goes way under with just uh, nine points scored in the second half on those three Justin Tucker field goals. And Logan Woodside, 14 of 24 passing, 102 yards, and two interceptions. And you have to wonder, with as good as Malik Willis looked here and possibly as poor as Logan Woodside looked, does Malik Willis slide in now to that second slot on the Titans' depth chart? Or at least for the time being, this is going to be the strategy in the preseason. So the next time we see the Titans play is going to be coming up, I believe it is against the Buccaneers. They're going to have joint practices all week, and then on Saturday the 20th, they're going to play the Bucs at home. I wonder if Malik Willis gets the start once again for the Tennessee Titans. So that was the result here of the two preseason games. The Ravens win and the cover. They've now won 21 straight preseason games. And the next time we will see the Baltimore Ravens is on Sunday the 21st at Arizona against the Cardinals. And then they'll wrap up the preseason Saturday, August 27th at home against Washington. So do you continue to go to the well and back the Ravens? as the undefeated preseason team going back several years? Quite possibly, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We got several games coming up here on Friday. Falcons at the Lions. Everyone gushing over the Lions because of hard knocks. And look, that's HBO's job, people. Their job is to make this team look good. And so when you see that all this money is coming in on the Lions... Keep in mind, this happens every year with the teams that play on hard knocks because that's the job. They make them look good. It's easy to fall for the team that's on hard knocks. You get to know their players. You get to know the storylines. You're entrenched in that coaching room. When they cut a player, you feel for that player. The drama, the buildup, they film the preseason games, they get you all pumped up and motivated. That's their job. And they do a very, very good job of making these teams look good. Spread is even between the Lions and the Falcons coming up uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time on Friday. Browns will take on the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And for now, looks like Deshaun Watson going to be the starting quarterback in that game. Cleveland minus one and a half. Cardinals at the Bengals. Cincinnati minus one and a half. The Jets at the Eagles. That's an even spread. And the Packers at the 49ers. No Aaron Rodgers. We knew that. Uh, San Francisco minus two and a half in that game. The other big story in the NFL is Tom Brady away from the Buccaneers as he is dealing with some personal issues. 
Uh, no reports on what those issues are. Doesn't appear to be anything health-related. And it does appear that this was planned prior to the start of training camp. Everything coming out of Bucks camp was that Todd Bowles saying that uh, this was something they talked about, that he wanted to come in and get work done with some of the players and then take time away to deal with the personal issues. We'll get into that coming up a little bit more coming up next because I don't want to speculate on anything, but how does it affect this team moving forward? I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VCMV Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Guaranteed prizes. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change, but I wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you, with the right strength, the right flavor, at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zyn Nicotine Pouches at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, always on Twitter, at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So yeah, Tom Brady going to take some personal time away from the Tampa Bay Bucks. Here are the quotes from head coach Todd Bowles. Quote, this is something we talked about before training camp started. We allotted this time because he wanted to get in and get chemistry with the guys and go through two weeks of training camp knowing he wasn't going to play the first two games, meaning, you know, the preseason games. 
He didn't want to take away reps from Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask, as well as Griff, Ryan Griffin, going into these next two games, knowing it's something he needs to handle. When asked if it was a health-related issue, Todd Bowles said, quote, it's a personal issue. That's all I can tell you. Now, I am not speculating on whatever this is. But the fact that this was talked about prior to training camp starting makes it seem like this isn't, it's not an emergency thing. This is something that was probably scheduled. Now, it could be a medical issue. This could be a scheduled procedure of some sort, whether it's something, you know, like getting, you know, fluid drained or something minor. It could be, um, you know, again, I'm not going to speculate, but maybe it could be something with a family member. Anything could be a, a million reasons, but it doesn't sound like it's anything uh, serious with Tom Brady. Now, I know a lot of people are speculating, which is natural, and people are saying he's had injuries now to his centers. Is the whole thing with the Miami Dolphins coming out? Now there was a report about Brady that um, he would have gone to the Saints if he um, if he didn't if Drew Brees retired early. He would have went to. The, there's a lot of a lot of nonsense going on surrounding Tom Brady. I don't think this has anything to do with that. Uh, Dodd Bowles said he has a pretty high level of confidence that Brady is going to be their starting quarterback week one of the regular season. So unless something else comes out that has to do with Tom Brady, well, no reason in speculating anything other than this is what we have. He is going to miss the next couple of weeks of practice. He wasn't going to play here in the preseason anyway. And a lot of these guys don't, um, don't, you know, don't play in the preseason. Uh, latest news here um, with Deshaun Watson, as we're waiting for any type of resolution from the, um, from the appeal, Peter Harvey, who's the former New Jersey attorney general, He's supposed to maybe come down with his ruling on tomorrow, on Friday. Apparently, Deshaun Watson's camp has floated out there this idea that we'd be willing to negotiate, like, like they want to settle this, saying, all right, you know what? Six games was the ruling. The NFL appealed it. We're willing to go eight games, and then we're willing to pay a monetary fine. Now, the report is eight-game suspension with a $5 million fine. That's the report that's out there. But the NFL, no, no reason. No reason to even listen to any type of settlement negotiations when they're going to get their way. They want to drop the hammer on Deshaun Watson. Judge Robinson ruled for six games. The NFL appealed. Goodell appointed his guy. So they're going to get the suspension they want. It's going to be 
a lengthy suspension. It might be the whole year. But there's no reason to hear any type of uh, settlement conversation from Deshaun Watson's camp because there's nothing Deshaun Watson's camp can do now. It's completely out of their hands. It's done. And this is what's going to happen. Uh, the Judge um, Harvey is going to rule of the Attorney General, former Attorney General, and it could be at least a full season. We don't know. They're eight days into the appeal process, uh, and it must be expedited according to the NFL's you know ruling here. So could be happening as soon as Friday. We could learn uh, of what's going on with. Roger Goodell uh, with, excuse me, Deshaun Watson under this uh, under this appeal process. So that's the latest there with Watson, and the Browns are scheduled to play a game here on Friday night against the Jacksonville Jaguars, their preseason opener, 7 o'clock Eastern time in Jacksonville, where Deshaun Watson reportedly is scheduled to start that game. Now, if the suspension does come down, Prior to kickoff, I don't know if he will play. For the Browns' sake, assuming Deshaun Watson comes back this season, it makes sense to get him some playing time. He hasn't played in over a year. But if he is out for the entire season, there's no reason to play him in the preseason. You are doing yourself a disservice by taking away reps from somebody else. And I'm not saying that has to be Jacoby Brissett, and I'm not saying it has to be um, third-string quarterback on the Browns who's, what, Josh Dobbs, I think? Josh Rosen, maybe? You don't, you're doing yourself a disservice if you take away reps from anybody. There's, if Sean Watson's out for the whole year, there's no reason to play him at all. Unless you're trying to bet on the games and you want Deshaun Watson to win you a football game because he's got the most talent out of all of those guys. But, again, hasn't played in well over a season. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up about uh, less than 10 minutes from now, Brad Thomas from NBC Sports Edge will join us on the program. We'll react to the two preseason games that we saw here on Thursday night with the Giants beating the Patriots and the Ravens extending their preseason winning streak to 21 straight games as they beat the Tennessee Titans. We'll also get some uh, season win total bets and future bets from Brad on the NFL season. Here's what I'm looking forward to the most coming up on Friday. Yes, the Lions, because of the whole hard knocks factor. Although, you know, I think the game film that we see in hard knocks will differ from what we actually watch here on um, on Friday. Uh, I'm curious to see Jets and Eagles because I am high on the Eagles this year. But I also think the Jets have a lot of potential. I'm not saying it's good potential, but it's there. They just addressed their... Uh, tackle situation with Makai Becton out for the season. The Jets have signed Dwayne Brown to a two-year, 
$22 million contract. Brown is a former Pro Bowler, started every game last season, ranked 26th in pass block win rate amongst offensive tackles. He is up there in age, turns 37 years old at the end of the month, and uh, did miss significant time in 2021, um, you know, due to moving uh you know, left tackle, whatever. He's going to play left tackle. George Fant will play right tackle. So you get uh, Dwayne Brown, formerly of the Seahawks, and we'll see um, how that plays out. Jets only have a couple you know, weeks to get him up to speed and get ready for the regular season, but losing Mekhi Becton, they certainly had to make a move and solidify that tackle position. We'll talk more about the preseason coming up next. Like I said, Brad Thomas from NBC Sports Edge will join me on the program. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. And your weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Back here on The Look Ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining us now to react to tonight's preseason games, look ahead to what we have coming up on the schedule, is Brad Thomas from NBC Sports Edge. And Brad, let's react to what we saw here on Thursday night, and we'll start with the Tennessee Titans and rookie quarterback Malik Willis, who surprisingly got the start in this game against the Ravens, what was your reaction to his performance in the first half? Oh, man. Uh, Malik Willis is going to be having a lot of fans putting Ryan Tannehill on a very short leash this season. <laughs> I think all training camp, I've been all I've been hearing is Malik Willis doesn't have the appropriate footwork, his timing's off, and all of that is neutralized by his athleticism and his rocket arm. Like, even, even in that play where he ran for the touchdown, he probably could have stepped up in the box, but... It didn't matter. He's just so athletic. He cut to the other side and scored. Stuff like that is going to have fans really, really antsy if Ryan Tannehill doesn't perform. And the long 43-yard bomb showing the arm strength as well. Look, Malik Willis is a guy that I bet on a lot in college football over the past two seasons. And I felt like I felt so proud last year when he got all this attention because two years ago, when Liberty had their great run, I was betting them every week, and it was like no one knew about this team, oh, and yeah. no one knew about Malik Willis, and I'm telling everybody, this Auburn transfer is going to be the next big star in the NFL, and you've got to be betting on this kid, and I'm betting on him every week. They go into Vatech, they cover. It's like <laughs> it's an unbelievable betting year, and then last year is getting all the attention, and I felt like a proud papa. You know, I'm like, this is my <laughs> dude. This is Malik Willis here. Um, but he looked great, and you know I do have a side bet with somebody that uh, he does get a start prior to the halfway point of the season. So let's see okay. if that happens here for the Tennessee Titans. But in that game, the Ravens get the victory. 
now 21 straight preseason victories. Could you step in front of this train at all? Listen, there's a reason why they've won 21 straight, especially now. Like, I was looking at their depth chart. All of their backup quarterbacks have the exact same characteristics, the exact same abilities. It's plug and play, which is smart. If you have a mobile quarterback, you really want to have another quarterback with similar attributes. You don't have to change the offense. That's why they're so dominant offensively. And I think at this point, Harborough wants to keep that streak alive as long as possible. But think about it. They did this without their starting quarterback, and their defense was really sound. We know the Titans really didn't play anybody, but still, 21 straight games in the preseason. I don't care if someone says preseason doesn't matter. 21 straight games anytime is a big feat. Yeah, and you know there, there were several times in the second half that the Titans looked sloppy, some drop yeah. passes, Logan Woodside throwing two interceptions. And uh, look, I'll be honest, I was actually on the Tennessee Titans, plus the three and a half. Okay. And the handicap I gave out last night had to do with Malik Willis, but it was because I thought he would play the second half. And because on the depth chart, he's the number three right now. So Brad, my handicap was in the second half of this game against the third and fourth stringers, Malik Willis is going to tear him up. And guess what? Malik Willis tore up the second stringers in the first (laughs) half. But in the second half, Logan Woodside couldn't do anything. So I was a little disappointed. Yeah, that's always tough. Like, no matter how many beat writers you talk to, no matter how many times you hear the coach speak, it's really a mystery how much and when these guys are going to play in preseason. Yep. Uh, So let's talk about the first game, which was the New York Giants and the New England Patriots. Daniel Jones played a little bit. Tyrod Taylor played more. What did you make of this Giants offense under new head coach Brian Dable? A work in progress. Um, And I still think that, you know, Danny Dimes is a work in progress himself. Like, you know, they're going to, they've invested a lot of draft capital into drafting him. And now that he has an offensive minded coach, they're going to want to see what they have. But much like the situation in Tennessee, I think that fans would actually be happier to see the other quarterback get more time. Tyrod Taylor is a proven veteran. He might not be the guy to win you a Super Bowl, but he's a guy who will get you over 500. Is that what Daniel Jones is? I don't know. And, it's going to be interesting to see how the fans could be, I guess, be careful and be patient with Daniel Jones in a new offensive system with a, a new offensive line. There's so many pieces that this Giants team have that they have to kind of work through. I don't know if it's going to be the best case scenario for uh, Danny Dimes in the future. What's so, you know, you have to remind people is that this current Giants regime did not draft Daniel Jones. Yeah, you know, that was Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman's gone now. It's Joe Schoen and and it's Brian Dable, and they did not pick up the fifth year option for Daniel Jones. So he's the guy for now. Not sure if he's the guy for the future there in New York. Uh, on the other side, Bill Belichick not naming coordinators. Both Matt Patricia and Joe Judge called the plays. Uh, Joe Judge called the plays for Bailey Zappi. Matt Patricia called the plays for Brian Hoyer. Anything that you took away from the Patriots' performance? Oh, I took away. Uh, Zappy is going to be an absolute stud <laughs> in the NFL. And I was wondering if that would transfer from Western Kentucky over to the NFL. And I know it's easy to overreact to just one preseason game. But, I mean, this is NFL-caliber play that he had, even with the interception. Like, I, I think that he's going to be an absolute stud. And I, I liked him in college. It's good to see his great game translate over. Which game are you looking forward to the most here on Friday? Oh, the game I'm looking forward to the most, it's got to be the Falcons game. And a little bit has to do with the great marketing that HBO does with Hard Knocks. 
Um, so <laughs> whenever I see clips of like Jamal Williams getting super stoked about the season and saying crying, talking about how much he loves his team. And I think that we can be in for a very, uh, very high scoring affair. The total set at 35 so far, all four games have gone over. Um, Arthur Smith said he doesn't know how long Mariota is going to play, how long Desmond Ritter is going to play, but I'd imagine both play a good chunk of the game. And then you have the Lions who, when you get on hard knocks, you just can't go in your first uh, preseason game and just lay an egg. Like you're going to have to go out there and put on a show for the home crowd. So I think that we could see some fireworks. It should be very fun. You know what? I like that read here because I think the Falcons also have a lot to prove. Everyone thinks this is going to be one of the lowest scoring teams in the NFL, one of the bottom feeders in the NFL. And if a guy like Desmond Ritter comes out there and scores a bunch of points, I think everyone feels a little bit differently about the Falcons with their lack of offensive weapons. And then you said it right there, the hard knocks factor with the Lions. Everyone's gushing over this team. They're taking so much money in the market right now, which happens every year with the team that's hard on hard knocks. And you said it before, and we have to remind people, like, this is HBO's job. They make them look good, okay? It is a TV show. They are storytellers. The producers are incredible at their jobs. So don't fall in love with this team thinking that they're all of a sudden going to win the NFC North just because of what you see on Hard Knocks. I absolutely agree. Like, when's the last time a Hard Knocks team went on to win a Super Bowl? Well, I know the answer because I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, but it's not because of what <laughs> happened while they were on Hard Knocks. It's because they got the best player to ever live. And you said, you, you hit the, the nail on the head. Like, I, even myself, I'm like, the Jets are going to be good. The Lions are going to be good. All these things will be good after they're on Hard Knocks because they're being hyped up. They're being marketed. Um, one thing I'm really interested to see, though, is how much Jared Goff is able to push the ball down the field. That was one point of emphasis that he's had off camp was taking more shots downfield. He has the talent. And they even talked about it at Hard Knocks. If this happens, I think they can be an explosive offense. Is what really they need. They, no more checkdowns. That's just not going to work. The Jets season of Hard Knocks was the best, by the way. Not just just because I was around the team every day covering them, but because it was after their AFC championship run. Rex Ryan's there. They bring in Jason Taylor, LaDainian Tomlinson, Santonio Holmes, and then they go back to the AFC championship game the following year where they were even a better team. It was the perfect recipe. Hard Knocks was great. I'll never forget when they're watching Santonio Holmes make catches and Mike Tenenbaum's like, wow, this this guy's pretty good. Like, you know, like, you know, like singing his own praises. Like, I, like yeah. I got that guy, you know? Like, it reminded me of... Uh, in the movie uh, Major League Two, when Jack Parkman hits a home run and Roger Dorn's like, I bought him! You know, <laughs> like that, that's what it was like just watching uh, the Jets look at San Antonio Holmes in that hard knocks. And then, of course, who could forget Rex Ryan with uh, ending his, uh, his uh, speech with, let's go get a bleeping snack. Um, yeah. the, the Jets will take on the Eagles here on Friday. Packers against the 49ers. Cardinals at the Bengals. And then Browns at Jaguars, where right now, Looks like Deshaun Watson's going to play, but we could find out prior to kickoff, Brad, that Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for the entire season. So that could be up in the air. Uh, Hang with me through the break, Brad. I want to get some of your season win total bets, any futures bets that you've already placed or would place based on the current numbers that are available out there now in regards to the NFL. Maybe get a FedEx Cup comment uh, from you as well. He's Brad Thomas from NBC Sports Edge. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. Hit Brad up on Twitter at Mr. 
Brad Thomas. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is at Bet365. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus... Our best season win total bets, highs and hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VEASAN All Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, joined by Brad Thomas from NBC Sports Edge. Brad, before we get into some season-long bets, do you have any more preseason bets that you like here in week one? Yes, I have two more. Uh, the first one, Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills, over 35 and a half points. Um, I'm backing the over in this game because I targeted games that traditionally would have low totals in preseason or in the season when the starters will be starting. Now we know Matt Ryan's going to start, right? But both coaches have already said that their defensive stars are likely not going to play in this game. There's no Josh Allen. So I think Matt Ryan having the ball in his hand, more opportunities early in the game allows for the Colts to score more. They're not going to run Jonathan Taylor, so they're just not going to run heavy. They want to see what Matt Ryan can do in this offense, give them the opportunity to score more and score early. I think that's really where we're going to get the bulk of our points. I'm in the second one. This is a little bit of me playing a really good deep team against a not so deep team. It's the Chiefs. I've got them at a pick them. I'm back in the Chiefs because uh, Andrew Reid went out and said each quarterback is going to play one quarter. The quarterback is going to the first strings and play with the first strings in the first quarter. And if you look at their their depth chart, it's Patrick Mahomes, Chad Henney, um, Shane Bouchelle, Dustin Crum, all really good quarterbacks against a Justin Fields, who's only going to play maybe 10 plays, I think they were saying something like that. Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman. And I, I hate to laugh. Like, it's it's so disrespectful of me. But what I'm talking about from a betting standpoint, if you're telling me that I, I get to I get to bet against Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman, I'm, I'm taking that every single time. Yeah, I like that as well. The Bears, uh, to me, might have the least wins 
in the NFL oh, yeah. this season. So even their starters, uh, I think, are not capable are a, you know one of the worst rosters in the NFL. So now imagine their backups being there as well. So I like that bet with the Kansas City Chiefs. How about for uh, some season-long bets? Give me maybe like a win total that you like out there in the NFL. I haven't dove too deep into the win totals. I have gone really, really deep. So when I get win totals, I like to kind of see how preseason shakeouts, see how injuries happen, mm-hmm. and then I'll have a full list of those. But I do have some uh, some some season award winners that I think are very spicy. Let's and go. I'll give you my first one plus. I'll just get 50 to one here. Kirk Cousins to win the MVP. Hear me out. I know everyone talks about the MVP (laughs) being a media award and they say, well, Kirk Cousins, not very liked in the media. But if you look at his numbers last year, he had more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers. He almost had as many uh, passing touchdowns. He had more interceptions, but so if he knocks those interceptions down, he's obviously going to have more passing yards because of O'Connell coming there and they win the division. This is not a crazy bet. Uh, If he doesn't, share uh, share picks with i mean share votes with justin jefferson i think this is a realistic shot and i think i would price it closer to 28 to 1 maybe 25 to 1 so you're getting a very good overlay there so i love this for two reasons one um i'm on the vikings to win that division yes and two last season i i want to say it had to be around maybe week 11 or 12 or it was when it was before Kirk Cousins. He had a rough stretch at the end of the season last year. But at one point during the year, he had 20 touchdowns and only two interceptions, yep. right? And uh, at that point, I was saying, why aren't we looking at Kirk Cousins to be the most valuable player last year? And, you know, just going through his season and going through his stats, yeah, so in the final, I guess... He had one, two, four, five interceptions after after November 21st. So prior to that, he had like 20 touchdowns and only two picks. Yep. And I was saying, no. this dude has a chance. If they put together uh, uh, the rest of the season, why not him for MVP? Now they wind up losing to San Francisco. They lose to Detroit. They lose to the Rams. He throws picks after picks, but he started the season. He had three games of three touchdowns, had no interceptions. I don't hate it. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. And I mean, everyone's talking about Kevin O'Connell. Like, so if Kevin O'Connell really can do what he did to that um, Rams offense, mm-hmm. then it'll be a home run. Even Justin Jefferson said, he goes, now it makes so now it makes sense why Cooper Cup had so many receptions last year. He said he feels so open every single time they run a play. And I, I, that's kind of stuff you want to hear when you're backing someone in the award market. I love that. Um, in the prop market, do you have anything in the prop market? I've been looking at a lot of unders. And one of the unders that I'm on, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, is Matthew Stafford passing yards. Uh, you mentioned Kevin O'Connell leaving. I think that's going yep. to have an effect on the offense. I do expect some regression from Cooper Cup just because he had such an insane season last year, he can't possibly duplicate those numbers. He's not going to have 1,900 receiving yards again. But this elbow injury, I think, could possibly lead to Stafford missing time. And if he does, I mean, that's all you need for an under to hit. That's why unders are more profitable when you're betting the prop market here in the NFL is because of an injury, you're going to hit this prop. So I'm going under Matthew Stafford passing yards. I like that. I, I talked about this uh, prop just a little bit because 
of the fact the emergence of Cam Akers. Cam Akers is finally healthy. The problem when you have a franchise quarterback like Matt Stafford dealing with a lingering injury is you want to make sure you protect him throughout the season. So there's more times when they have a comfortable lead. He's not going to be passing where other teams might be passing. That always helps in the under. Even if he doesn't miss time, when you know you have a reliable running back in Cam Akers, he's going to be the true cut number one, a guy who can handle the ball if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy a lot in a game. That really helps when you look at unders. So I like that look a lot. I didn't officially play it, but it makes makes sense when you have a quarterback with a lingering injury. 4,500 passing yards for Matthew Stafford. The other one that I like, another under, under Debo Samuel, 950 receiving yards. I am not as high on Trey Lance as everyone else in the world is, but also all the reports from 49ers camp are talking about how good Brandon Ayuk has looked. And every time I hear one of those reports, Brad, I'm going, good. Like, pass it to him. Like, pass him the football. The more catches for Brandon Ayuk, the less yardage for Debo Samuel. And I do think that Debo will run the ball more this year to kind of push people away from that narrative during this whole contract negotiation that he didn't want to run the ball. Because I actually think he does want to run the football. Yeah, I think he's the type of player who wants the ball in his hands. I think that people build these narratives to try to find excuses why a player wants more money. All he did was <laughs> want more money. He wanted security. He wanted that guaranteed paycheck. But you yep. you, you said it. Bernard Ayuk, he even said it feels nice not to be in the doghouse of the coach. Bernard Ayuk will get good quality looks. But how many quality looks is he going to get from Trey Lance? Trey Lance is going to have his growing pains. I mean, this guy has played, I've played more football in the past two years than, than <laughs> Trey Lance has. So, like, what do you think he's just going to set the league on fire? I, I don't think so. And I think uh, Kyle Shanahan will do very well in kind of gliding him into the, into, into the offense. You, you know a guy like Kyle Shanahan who loves his tricks. He loves, he loves the gadget plays. Trey Lance is going to be a walking gadget play because it's going to be able to mask the inefficiencies that he might have throwing the ball. Well, I can't let you get out of here, Brad, without picking your brain on the game of golf. The FedEx Cup playoffs begin with the St. Jude Championship this weekend. Tony Finau is the favorite on top of the betting board. Who are you on for this weekend's event? Oh, man, I really love Tony Finau pre-tournament, <laughs> and I didn't bet him. Um, I even wrote this in my article that Tony Finau is number one in my primary model, um, and I feel so bad that I didn't bet him. But it's just so hard to win three in a row. Um, I do think it's going to be someone who's right now sitting around the, uh, the the four or five under mark. I would actually look at Adam Scott. And that kind of leads me into a, a play that that I put together, a three-ball parlay. And I'll give it out really quick, and I'll go a quick rundown. It's three picks, three balls. Um, Aaron Wise over J.J. Spawn, Tringali. Uh, Tom Kim over Kisner, Straka. Adam Scott over Long and Ramey. The reason I like this, Aaron Wise lost strokes putting and J.J. Spawn gained over three strokes putting. That is going to figure itself out. Wise is going to have a good a good show out there. Tom Kim looked great. Poised. This is a, a, a hard course for Kisner as long as it's going to be soft. He's not as long off the tee. And are we really going to trust Sepp Straka? Like he's great and then dies out. And last, Adam Scott, I said this before, I think Adam Scott has every tool to win it. If he can just avoid double bogeys or hitting the ball into the water. He has a realistic shot to win it. So if you want to get some shares on a guy, I would look at Adam Scott. And then in this three ball, he's absolutely the best golfer. And that's why he's priced as such. The odds on that parlay are plus 869. Wow. Adam Scott currently 60 to one to win the event. He is four under 
after round one. So four strokes off the lead. Brad, appreciate the time and the insight as always, and we'll do it again real soon. There he is, Brad Thomas from NBC Sports Edge. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.